Welcome to GrocerCast, a production of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. I'm Brandon Scholes, president of the WGA, thanking you for joining us. This program is a member benefit for the WGA's retail, warehouse, and allied members. GrocerCast is produced to provide WGA members with insight to the different components of the grocery industry, consumer and industry trends, and category insight and more. In addition to the industry program, Scott Engstrom and Joe E. West of Graphic Knowledge and Magnetic Advertising will feature a member profile in the second half of the show with David Weber of the Century Store in St. Germain, a third-generation grocer. GrocerCast is produced by the WGA's marketing coordinator, Brittany Knutson. The WGA's GrocerCast is sponsored by Zone Mechanical North. Zone Mechanical North is the grocery industry's commercial and industrial refrigeration, HVAC, and EMS contractor. We specialize in grocery store and warehouse refrigeration systems with coverage around the state with our two locations in Franklin and Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Hi, I'm Deb Yerkes, business manager at Zone Mechanical North and also a proud member of the WGA Board of Directors. Zone Mechanical North was built on creating partnerships with grocers and it's important to us to give back to the community and the industry. Zone Mechanical North is your trusted partner, and we're here to help our WGA members. Hello, I'm Robert Wilson, Service Manager for Zone Mechanical North. I'm here to help explain what's going on with your refrigeration and HVAC systems. Let Zone Mechanical North be your partner to set up a preventive maintenance program to extend the life of your capital assets. These include your refrigeration compressors, rooftop condensers, refrigerant, oil levels, refrigerant filters, store air conditioning, store heating, evaporator coils, and more. Give Zone Mechanical North a call. Let us know how we can help from setting up a preventive maintenance program to, to providing a second quote on any maintenance fixes. We can also quote equipment replacements. Scott Angstrom and Joey West of Graphic Knowledge and Magnetic Advertising. Many thanks for joining us today. Graphic Knowledge and Magnetic Advertising has been supporting the WGA in our golf outings, um, and we appreciate you guys being there, even though the last one was a little chilly, Scott. Uh, but also as our supporter of the uh, of the virtual expo that we had last year, which was uh, a new experience for uh, certainly people on our end of the business, and I imagine for you guys as well, but we appreciate you uh, working with us last time, and we're looking forward now to the good things in 2021. So. To kind of kick us off, Scott, and then Joe, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got in the business, uh, where things have gone for you. Yeah, this is Scott Engstrom. Um, I started off in uh, producing advertising uh, for major ad agencies uh, for about 30 years. Um, and in 2019, uh, I broke off and started my own business, uh, magnetic advertising, or excuse me, uh, graphic knowledge, and then Halfway through that year, we purchased uh, Refrigerator Media Advertising, um, which is a patented um, chronologically released uh, coupon uh, program. That, magnetic. Yes, it's magnetic. Um, so it can attach to a refrigerator or any metal surface or whatever. Um, and it goes out in uh, 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 you know, bulk mail. <laughs> bulk mail. There we go. Sorry. Cut. Goes out in bulk mail. Um, and it gives an opportunity to have longevity for a program up to, well, up to four months. You could go uh, for the same mailing cost. 
Um, this, this item uh, in conjunction with my background in advertising, um, there's, we pretty much cover all the basis of any type of uh, media or exposure that you would have for a business, um, signage, uh, ads, billboards, vehicle wraps, um, point of purchase, uh, and on and on and on, exterior building signage, uh, we kind of do it all. And uh, that's that's kind of a quick synopsis of where we're at. Yeah, and I started working with Scott years ago when he was doing all that agency work. He was actually, a, um, I was one of his clients. We were not doing as much advertising. We were doing some advertising, but a lot of marketing communication work. So we both have that strong marketing communication, advertising background, and we've known each other for um, over 30 years. Tell us a little bit about graphic knowledge and magnetic advertising as it was born out of your experience um, in the advertising and marketing world. Uh, why did you pick this path? Um, and then kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, how it's grown for you over the years, you know, from the starting day of that moment in your garage of, oh my God, what do we do? <laughs> to kind of where you are now with, with everything that you've got going. With graphic knowledge, I pretty much have the same existing client base that I have had for up to 30 years here. Um, and I was looking to, and that's generally pretty high-end um, stuff. And, and, and uh, you know, we were looking to expand opportunities. Um, we went looking for a business that was, you know, uh, up for sale. And that's when we ran across uh, refrigerator media advertising. And uh, it had a client base and it was very solid. And we were looking at 15 years old. Yeah, 15 years point. old, um, very successful uh, business. And we were looking as, okay, well, this is a new avenue that we can uh, expand upon. And we can bring our background for all of the other uh, types of uh, marketing and advertising uh, that we have to these people and hopefully you know expand uh the amount of business that we're doing with them yeah and magnetic advertising is completely direct mail whereas graphic knowledge covers all aspects of marketing so um and i there wasn't a lot of direct mail in graphic knowledge no not so a lot. this was another you know that was a nice um, expansion opportunity and also a way that we could take an existing business and just bring more to offer to the grocer or whoever the client might be. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, what what you might talk to a grocer about maybe for the first time that you've uh, had an opportunity to sit down with them and, and you want to pitch graphic knowledge and magnetic advertising kind of uh, beyond the elevator speech. Uh, let, let's take it that <laughs> way, but kind of to share with us how you would uh, present the, you know, what, what you do, what graphic knowledge magnetic advertising is all about your experience and how that plays into the hands of a potential customer like a grocer. Well, especially for grocers, uh, our foot in the door is the magnet mailer that we, the patented magnet, magnet mailer that we have. Um, it's, it's a great program um, where, you know, uh, customers can choose, you know, a, a one page or up to four pages um, and it, gives them an opportunity for, you know, a, a one-time mailing fee and can cover several months of, of uh, promotions. Um, so that's, that's the foot in the door with this industry. Um, and then 
once we get in there and we can explain to them how we can, you know, help them out with a lot of different avenues of their business uh, for marketing and, and creative ideas and, uh, you know, signage and the variety of things that we do with graphic knowledge. Um, it, our hope is that we become kind of a one place for a business to go where, hey, you know what, we want to do a little video segment for um, uh, social media or whatever on our produce or something. Well, we can come in and we can shoot that and, you know, we can edit and, I mean, we can do a high-end TV commercial or we can just do a little social media post type of thing. Um, so we really can cover all levels of what they may, might need. Um, so there's a wide variety of stuff that we have a lot of knowledge in and we can find out what they're looking for, what their, what their budget is and, and how to maximize, uh, you know, what they get for that. And I would say this, a lot of, we found a lot of smaller uh, grocers, you know, maybe one to five stores who don't have a lot of marketing muscle on their staff. That's not their priority. Their priority is serving their customers and bringing the product in and, and taking care of the store. Um, you know, we can, we can do one-off projects or we can take on a more, you know, strategic approach and help them with whatever parts of their business that they may or may not know that they need help with. So as we work with them, like on a magnet mailer, uh, they're supplying us with artwork. They're supplying us with what they want to say in their marketing message. And that gives us a little bit of a peek into um, where there might be an opportunity to help them out because we've been doing it for a long time. And uh, it's hard, I know, when you're trying to market your own, your own business, sometimes it's great to have that outside set of eyes. Joe, it's a good follow-up point here. And that is, um, as you guys launched and we're working with your customers and pitching potential customers and COVID came along, what, you know, every, every company had to make changes. Uh, some had to shut down, some had to adjust their business model, grocers had to keep their doors open, but to change so many things and how they, how they serve their customers. What did uh, what does graphic knowledge and magnetic advertising done? Um, you know, and how how's that evidence in your business relationships as you kind of came out of COVID? We're into 2021, and people are starting to you know move and change, and we see trends coming. What what did you guys do, and how did you guys get back into where you were today? Well, we saw um, an immediate drop in some of our traditional business, and then shortly after that we started thinking about how we could step in and help uh, retailers still reach their customers who were staying at home. And we have, you know, an amazing pool of talented people on our team that we work with in the world of video, uh, including virtual reality and CGI. And so we started to leverage that skill and those um, capabilities so that we could take shoppers into the store where they could actually walk around the store and, and, and shop, or maybe they just want to go in and get information. So you've probably seen this technology where it's a three-dimensional capture. Um, the camera goes through the space. And then after the, the entire area is uh, captured in 3D, the software allows us to go in and drop in marketing uh, information, whether it's pricing or size information or nutritional information or recipes. I mean, you can imagine all the, all the options there. 
So we saw a huge increase in that, um, that type of business. People were very anxious to try something new and keep an engagement going with their customers, even though they weren't coming into the stores at all or as often. Um, and we've seen that business kind of continue to grow, even though things are starting to get somewhat back to whatever the new normal is. So that is a, it's been a great opportunity for growth for us. Also, um, interior signage and communication around safety. I mean, obviously, everybody had signs all over their doors. And even we were doing things like offering floor graphics that talk about, you know, six foot distance and the social distancing thing. So all of those interior and exterior signage needs, um, that's right up our alley on the graphic knowledge side. So we, we were ready and, and willing to help anybody who needed those things uh, for their retail establishment. So that was good for us as well. We're talking with Scott Engstrom and Joe West of Graphic Knowledge and Magnetic Advertising. Scott, talk with us a little bit more about some of the key programs you have uh, and how they support grocers you know, as you reach out to them. Well, it's, it, for the grocers, it, it, we use the magnet mailer as our, our in. Um, we explain to them how they can have a variety of different programs. Um, when we start talking with like a UNFI or something like that, where they have many different brands under their umbrella, how we can put together a, I think, we, what are we putting together? A monthly, monthly program there where they could bring in as many of their retailers that wanted to join the program. And obviously the, the higher the numbers that we can get, the, the more we can get the cost per unit down. Um, and it becomes kind of a collaborative thing where we can do several different stores. You know, one store might be doing 30,000, another store might be doing 500,000, but combined, uh, you know, we really get our numbers up there and that gives us a little more buying power towards uh, the paper stocks and whatnot, and we can drive the price down. Um, so that, that's a program that we kind of just really kicked into gear this year. Um, we were talking about it last year with UNFI, and it just took us a while to, uh, to kind of build the program uh, the way they wanted it. But we can customize for, for anybody on how uh, they may want to approach that type of marketing. And with those higher volumes, we're passing those savings on to the retailer. Uh, we know that the gross, grocery business is a tight margin business, and we understand that. So uh, the higher volume that we can get across a wide pool of, of uh, people joining this program, uh, the, the better uh, we can offer them a low price. So it, it, it helps everybody out. You know, so now that we're kind of halfway, maybe even a few days more than halfway through 2021, um, and we're seeing efforts that uh, people, whether you're a customer is moving back to pre-COVID days or a supplier, even though our supply chain has got lots of challenges these days, as well as grocers. Joel, maybe share with us uh, some of your thoughts on how you see the business continue to be growing an important part of the grocery store, uh, as well as uh, kind of consumer demand and what their choices are in products. You touched on that, uh, uh, dealing with kind of that virtual walk through the store. How does that, uh, you know, how does that become something that consumers can use as they're changing, going back to their old shopping habits? Well, there's a lot of interesting technology out there that we have, you know, we, we're aware of it and we're, we're willing and hoping that we can share it with more and more retailers. 
um, ways to communicate to uh, the, the customer while they're in the store or as they're coming into the store, uh, even from the parking lot, that we could push out um, offers to them. These offers could be uh, additional offers that might uh, show up on the magnet mailer that is currently in their home. Maybe they're not getting it. Maybe it's an opportunity for the grocer to reach out to those customers that, you know, they're not on their mailing list. They're not quite a, a captive audience yet. Um, so there's technology there that I think we can leverage and we really want to partner more with, with a greater number of retailers in the technology side of things. And we also saw like uh, a resurgence overall in coupon redemption uh, based on the fact that so many people were out of work and a lot of people saw a, a real hit to their bank account during COVID because they just didn't have the income. Uh, so there was kind of a push back to coupons, people that had stopped using them. So we're hoping to see that wave continue, people getting more comfortable and more um, interested in using the coupons for uh, the magnet mailer. And then I would say overall, um, just continuing to uh, reach out and, and bring people into the video realm. We're not a huge production house, uh, you know, with lots of people and, and high overhead. We can really deliver effective, you know, visual communication, video marketing that's integrated uh, across the board for a very, very reasonable price. So uh, we think that that is our sweet spot. We can offer almost anything, A to Z, any kind of visual communication and marketing. Um, and I, I think that it'd be tough to beat our prices. Scott, give us a sense on how you see the business growing over the next few years. And obviously technology is huge in lots of aspects of the grocery business, certainly in yours as you, as you offer your services to grocers. How does that play into your long-term strategy? With the amount of technology that is out there, um, and we're, we're constantly learning more about, it's almost scary when you start to really learn some of uh, the possibilities that are out there um, with how you can connect with somebody that becomes in your area. Um, that is something that we're very interested in uh, you know, studying more of um, so that, you know, if a person is in a store and they get near aisle six or whatever, and we know we got a special going there, you know, we can send, send them a message that, you know, you're 10 feet away from this deal. Um, mm -hmm. That kind of stuff is pretty interesting. Um, and we've, we have access to that type of technology now. Um, but watching it expand and and develop is very interesting. And I think that's definitely something that, you know, pretty much every market is gonna be involved in at some point in time. You know, grocers um, are uh, known for lots of things and especially known in their community uh, for supporting their community and different organizations, as, as well as many of our um, vendors and suppliers who either support those efforts or do things on their own. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that um, you guys support and that uh, your company is interested in. My personal uh, uh, experiences, uh, I have a son that's heavily involved in scouting and uh, we, uh, as a family, really support everything that he's doing. He's uh, a leader in uh, the Gray Wolf segment of scouting and is working his way into um, Eagle Scout 
and he's also in uh, about four different uh, bands. Uh, one of them is a performing, a competition performing uh, marching band, and uh, we support them every weekend. <laughs> Gets to be a lot sometimes, but we 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 donate to them for their props and and their banners and stuff as they're doing these parades. And uh, as far as the scouts go, uh, there's a lot on the investor side of that uh, where we're involved in their annual reports and a lot of photography uh, for their use. And that's, that's pretty much the majority of, of what we're doing with that. It's, it's pretty time consuming between the two of them. It's, it's a year round deal. Scott and Joe, many thanks for joining us today on Grocer Cast. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks to the WGA. Um, since we got involved a couple of years ago, it's been nothing but positive. Uh, everybody that works with the WGA is so helpful and willing to um, point out opportunities for us. Everyone is so friendly. Uh, the golf events are fun and uh, it's just great to see the camaraderie and everybody looking out for everyone else's success. So we're, we're thrilled to be part of it. Scott Engstrom and Joe West of Graphic Knowledge and Magnetic Advertising. Thanks again for joining us on the WGA's Grocer Cast. Zone Mechanical North is your one-stop shop for full installation, service, sales, and preventative maintenance of all your refrigeration and HVAC equipment. In the South, please contact Zone Mechanical North in our Franklin location at 262-347-4180. And new in 2021 is our Northern Eau Claire Division. Phone number is 715-450-0246. Zone Mechanical North has the ability to help WGA members throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. Thanks to Scott and Joe from Magnetic Advertising and Graphic Knowledge. We appreciate their support of the WGA and look forward to working with them to support uh, Wisconsin grocers around the state. Thanks also to Zone Mechanical North for their support of the WGA's Grocer Cast. We're speaking with David Weber of the Century Store in St. Germain. David, you're a third generation grocer and have been in the business uh, with your folks, Bruce and Mary, for many years. And uh, in fact, the store was started back in 1946 by uh, your grandfather, Al Camp. Um, so we're anxious to hear about that. Uh, but let's start off today and, and just have you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you've done growing up in the grocery business. Well, yeah, Brandon, as you said, my, my family's been in the grocery business now for 75 years this year. Um, started, as you said, by my grandfather in 1946, actually started in the living room of, of, uh, of their house. Uh, they, they lived on the shore of a, of a creek coming off one of our many lakes up here in northern Wisconsin. And uh, at that time, it was kind of a, the beginning of the, of the tourist industry up here, the, the, the weekly cabin rentals, and, and people would come by boat uh, to the dam where they, where they lived and walk across the street and get their groceries. And and they did that for many years um, and, uh, and expanded their store throughout the years uh, on its own location in, in the downtown area of St. Germain. And I grew up working in that store um, and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great family business to be in. And um, 
but it wasn't one that I, you know, immediately chose for a career. I went off to, to, uh, to college and at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh and, and then graduate school at the University of Wisconsin Madison. Uh, ultimately, I decided post-college that, that I really missed being part of the grocery business and, and uh, moved back to the St. Germain area and uh, went back into the business with my parents and in uh, the year 2000 and, uh, and have, been, have been doing it ever since. You, you spoke of how the, you know, uh, they started the store in 1946. And, and I, you know, I know from my uh, stops up there and, and uh, talked with you and Bruce and Mary, the changes that uh, you all have engaged in, you mentioned you're finishing up on the gas station. Um, walk us through some of the changes that you've made over the years and some of the reasons why you made those changes, um, you know, uh, and then kind of maybe uh, what's the future look like? Well, sure. Well, um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, the, our first store or the first store in my family was in the living room of a house, but that wasn't, uh, that wasn't its standalone. Uh, their first standalone store was, was, as I mentioned, in the St. Germain, I guess you call it the downtown area. It was, was, it was under a thousand square, square feet. It wasn't, wasn't a super large store, uh, but as the, as the tourist industry in, in northern Wisconsin expanded, that store expanded, uh, expanded right along with it. Um, with uh, that building was expanded, I, th I think uh, 11 different times uh, to its its final dimensions were around 16,000 square feet. Uh, but uh, back in the year uh, 2006, we built a new ground up building right next door to where our our, our previous location was, and uh, and that building was about uh, about 31,000 square feet, which is is where we currently sit. However, when we built that, we we left it with room and, and area for expansion, uh, you know, should that situation arise. And, uh, you know, as the, as the years move on, we, we certainly hope to, to move in that direction. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it, it, our, our building expansion kind of goes right along with the, you know, the, the way that our area has, has grown over the years. Um, once uh, mainly a, a timber and logging industry area has become one of the one of the booming areas of, of summer and winter tourism in northern Wisconsin. I know one of the favorites of uh, folks up north is is your bakery. How's that going? Oh, uh, you know it's been crazy. It um, uh, we still we still do a majority of our items are still scratch baked, and so it's it's um, it's it is a destination for a lot of people when they come on vacation. Um, you know, the, to come early in the morning and and get scratch made donuts. Uh, just like everybody else, that's become more difficult this year um, with uh, with labor being what it is. Uh, the the day and age of uh, of scratch bakers is is something that's harder and harder to find. So there are its own challenges, but we've managed them. Uh, you know, a little bit of a little bit of creative scheduling and things, but uh, but it's still we're still going along strong. Maybe we'll see one of your uh, bakery creations that are. Uh... At our Bake Off Championship at the uh, at the Expo this October in Green Bay, hey David, um, just kind of think back a little bit. You know, before the pandemic, what direction did you see the the grocery industry in Wisconsin head? You have a very different perspective from a tourism destination standpoint, but you are in the grocery business. I'm curious what you you know what you heard, what you uh, see from others in the grocery biz, and then kind of part two. You know, we've been through 14 months of, of an, uh, 
of a pandemic. Do you see the the industry, individual store owners and operators like yourself being able to go back to some of the ways you did business or is, is much of this permanent? Well, you know, I think like everybody else, we were in in the grocery business, we're, we're starting to see some attrition of our customers toward, um, you know, more toward the ready, ready to eat meals. People were, you know, restaurants were really gaining ground on the, on the grocery business and, and, uh, and to compete, you know, we were all going to kind of fast and ready meal solutions for people to, you know, to combat that, that eat out mental eating out mentality. And then, and then COVID came along and, uh, you know, at least for the first, you know, the first few months uh, of the the pandemic when it when it hit last year, uh, that really that that going out to eat wasn't an option for people. So, um, you know, I, what we saw, and I think what what many others across the grocery industry saw, was that that people rediscovered cooking for themselves at home and baking, uh, especially when the you know when when the uh, when the pandemic first started. I know that the, the commercial bakery industry was having a, a hard time keeping up just like many of the other industries were. And, but people's demand for, for bread and things, you know, began a new, a new era of home baking. I mean, just like everybody else that I never in my life thought I'd see a shortage of yeast, but, um, but you know, that's, that's the way things went and, and uh, flour and sugar and, and things that, you know, that we always have as staple items, but never, never went in the same way other than around holidays like they did last year. But, and many of those changes, you know, have stayed. Uh, a lot of the industries have recovered and you, you know, the, the commercial bread industry is, has recovered and, and people can still get commercial bread off the shelf yet they're still baking for themselves. And, and uh, you know, people discovered that they could, they could make a meal uh, as well as, as a restaurant could for their whole family at, at a fraction of the price. And so not that people don't, don't like going out to dinner and, and, you know, certainly, certainly I do as well, but, but uh, people just discovered that they could, could eat and drink within their own house uh, under their own parameters and, uh, and they could do it for a fraction of the price. And, and I, you know, now as we move, hopefully we're moving out of the, you know, the pandemic and things are stabilizing and normalizing again, but I, you know, we're still seeing those trends continuing. Um, Not that, that people haven't returned to going out for eat, but uh, going out to eat, but they continue to make their own food in their own homes. And, and uh, in our area that, you know, sometimes that's sitting around a campfire, enjoying their, their favorite beverage, as opposed to, you know, going to a, um, going to a bar or restaurant or, you know, some, uh, some compromise between the two, but the, that trend doesn't seem to be changing. And, um, you know, and, and that's fine. That's fine with us. David, your, your store is in St. Germain. Uh, it's the heart of the Northwoods in Wisconsin. It's a, you know, true summer tourism and destination location. Um, I remember back, uh, I think it was April of, of 2020 when the pandemic had started that Bylas and Oneida counties uh, jointly sent out a press release around the state telling everybody, don't come here. <laughs> we don't want you here during the pandemic which I think, uh, you know, accelerated everybody's trip up north, uh, completely ignoring uh, that warning. But, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, 2021 was was busy up there, but how does, how does uh, or 2020 was busy, how does this year, 2021, compare to, 
to last year. Do you see a difference? Is it just as busy? Uh, how, how does it look to you in, the, in a tourism area? Well, you know, last year was, was when things, when people decided that they were still going to travel to their, you know, to a Northwoods vacation destination, despite what was going on in the world. Uh, for us, it was kind of the, in, in our, you know, our particular industry here, it was kind of the perfect storm because they were going to come anyway. And when they did, there, there was no option of at that time going out for dinner uh, other than takeout form. Uh, you couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't go to a bar. Uh, but people still wanted to come to our area for their summer vacations. And so when they did, um, you know, some people did bring, you know, items with them, with their, uh, you know, their other trip preparations from their homes. But, you know, others came here and, and uh, went to, you know, our store or other stores in the area and, uh, and purchased their things here. So 2020 was, was something that, you know, was really an anomaly. Um, it, was, it was our normal summer tourist business, but it was amplified, you know, by an by a X factor that, that nobody could predict. Now, um, I thought that at the time that that couldn't be replicated, but 2021 has been equally busy. Uh, you know, people still, they have the option now of, of going to, you know, to a bar or restaurant, but still, um, I think 18 months of, of being, you know, kind of homebound has left people with perhaps some additional um, income that, you know, they're ready to spend. And so they're, they're still doing the things that they would have normally done on a summer vacation in our area, going to, you know, going to bars or restaurants, going to attractions, but they're at the same time, they're still spending, uh, you know, quite a bit of their money um, on, on their, their eat and drink at home groceries. And, um, you know, that's coupled with the fact that when the pandemic first started, uh, we have a number of, of second home area owner, second home owners in our area. And those people um, took advantage of the fact that they had a second place to go to and they escaped, I shouldn't say escape, but they left what other area they lived in and perhaps the, uh, the slightly higher COVID numbers in those areas to come to our area, which at that time had very low COVID numbers and, and decided to use their second homes as first homes for that time period. Um, and, and the additional thing that we've seen in addition to the tourist interest, uh, the tourist traffic is that uh, a lot of those people um, have found that if their jobs had transitioned to work, work from home jobs, that uh, as our, our broadband internet infrastructure strengthens in this area, their ability to continue to work from home um, is there. And so they've, they've decided that, you know, if, if they were going to work from home, uh, it just, just as easily be uh, to work from their home here where they could stare out of the lake or, or the woods and, and the deer and wildlife that, you know, that they have at their, those homes here. So it's, it's kind of been a, a coupled effect of, of the tourist increased tourist traffic from the past year and a half, as well as, um, you know, an increase in, in our year round residents that have transitioned from, uh, from a second homeowner to perhaps the primary home here in our area. We're talking with David Weber, the third generation owner of uh, the Century Store up in St. Germain. You know, David, grocers, for the most part, and for that fact, I guess every business up and down Main Street um, is challenged uh, with having enough workers. You mentioned it in, in terms of planning your 75th, uh, 75 year anniversary. Um, 
I, I would imagine that because of the nature of your you know, a tourism business and not a lot of full-time population throughout the year, uh, that's obviously had to have stressed you guys in terms of being able to staff the store and the different things. How have you tried to address that uh, in your store in your area? Well, you know, the I guess the kind of the the first thing is we've we've had to adjust our our wage scale. Um, we um, you know we we have to be attractive to uh, the the pool of of eligible workers that we have, and so we have had to adjust our wage scale and and to attract those workers. Um, the other thing that we've done is um, primarily in the past we we had a lot of I would say standalone departments where um, you know, if, if somebody worked in, in the, the deli department, they, you know, that, that might be the only deli, the only department they worked in, um, you know, deli bakery. But what we've had to do is we've, you know, we've cross-trained a number of employees that, um, that uh, can work in the deli and, you know, could also potentially cashier if necessary. Um, and, you know, not that those, that's the one department specific, but we've done that throughout the store where, where people have been cross-trained that if, uh, you know, if, if the business during the day shifts and requires that we may need to, to flow one employee from one area to another, uh, that they have the knowledge base necessary that they can move with those, those kind of ebbs and flows as we go. Um, and then just like everybody else that, you know, that has had uh, issues with employment workforce, we, we've, we've had to do some adjusting of, of business hours, um, uh, and, you know, department hours in, in some cases, uh, sometimes on the short term, sometimes on the longer term. Uh, but, you know, we've done what we've needed to do to maintain our service levels throughout the store and, uh, you know, hopefully he, keep people happy. And, and uh, whether they're a, a local resident, you know, keeping the what they what they see from the, the off season to the peak season or if they're a seasonal visitor that, you know, that that we have the the items and the staff necessary to meet their needs while they're visiting us we're in that post-pandemic period and we hear a lot about customers starting to return to some of their previous shopping patterns uh, david you talked about you know meal prep and that that looks like it's going to continue but you know you and and frankly every grocer in wisconsin and even around the country are, are facing new challenges from the pandemic uh besides the the workforce um it's it's been a it's been an issue of uh, out of stocks or products no longer manufactured where manufacturers have, have reduced their their production on things, fewer cans of soup and laundry detergent those sorts of things. Uh, how how do you deal with your customers that are starting to come back? Um, they're you know they've been used to substitutions, but you know everybody's facing this uh, out of stock, out of product, sixty percent of the load thing. How's that affecting you guys? Well, you know. It it it's kind of an interesting thing because you know pre-pandemic, I think if a store was out of stock on an item, it, it was it was usually assumed by the customer that that was the store's fault. Um, but now you know 18 months into this, and um, you know we're in a far different place this year than we were last year. I think last year, um, you know, if if you were looking for a Clorox wipe or or a you know a, a disinfecting wipe of of any kind, you wouldn't find that in any store now. It, those those type things have returned, but but as you said, it's it's the it's the prepared home. Uh, a lot of other things have disappeared off the shelf, and and you know people have gotten 
I don't want to say accustomed to it because I don't think it's any less frustrating for them, but I think the, you know, the blame game is kind of gone. They, they understand that, you know, they watch the news and they see that, um, that, uh, you know, manufacturers can't get the packaging or can't manufacture enough of, of a certain item. And I think what, what we've seen and what I'm seeing from my customers is they're, they're still, you know, they're still disappointed and they're still unhappy uh, if they can't get the item that they want, but, but they've, they've learned, they've learned to accept substitutions. Uh, they've learned to figure out different ways. Um, you know, if a, if a particular item isn't available uh, and, and they can substitute with, uh, you know, with something, I think, I think a lot of people have discovered store brands in the past year where they, they may not have pre pandemic purchased a store brand, um, you know, as a national brand substitute, uh, they probably in the past year have at least in one occasion or several occasions tried a store brand substitute and found that in many cases, um, you know, store brands are uh, the quality, the quality equals that of a national brand. And, and uh, they've learned that they can, you know, they can now continue to buy that and, and, and purchase a quality, pro- a quality product at an, a more economy price. Um, so, you know, in a lot of respects, people have adjusted. Um, they, they've learned learn to live with it. And I think we all look forward to the time when, when they walk into a store and we can have a, you know, a perfectly faced up full, uh, you know, full aisles from, from front to back or side to side. But uh, until then people, you know, people have learned to live with it. They, they may not always like it, but uh, they understand that, that grocers are, are doing what they can, you know, to keep, to keep their communities uh, stocked and fed. And, and uh, um, at least in my area, you know, our, our, community has worked well with us and understood that we're doing everything that we can. And, and, uh, um, you know, the out of stocks on our invoices aren't, aren't necessarily our fault. Uh, but we're, we're certainly doing what we can to make sure that we have what they want when they want it. You know, like all grocers, uh, David, you and your family, your parents, your grandparents are, have, you know, deeply involved in, in your communities. And uh, in fact, several years ago, uh, you uh, got one of the WGA awards for for uh, your work in the community. Uh, share with us a little bit about some of the community projects and charitable efforts that uh, that you have planned for 2021. Well, you know, just like every other grocer that's involved in their community, we try and find things that you know where where our community and and our you know our our business intersect and and try and play a role in those. And so, um, you know, we. Our areas, our winter tourism area is driven largely by the the snowmobile industry, and so we are we're involved with uh, with our our snowmobile club in Saint Germain that that grooms and and that maintains uh, hundreds of miles of snowmobile trails up here. So that we're involved with them and and uh, uh, our lions lions and lioness club, um, some of the other women's and men's service organizations in our town. Uh, we, uh, you know, we help to participate with with a, a lot of our local churches, um, and uh, we we uh, we do usually do a thing in the fall uh, before the the holidays where we we make some donations to uh, one of our area um, food uh, food banks, and so um, that's uh, that's some of the areas that we do. You know, we participate in this uh, from the store level, and then uh, uh, personally, I'm involved in many of those things. Um, you know, in, in the clubs and organizations on a personal level, donating, you know, my time and, and, uh, whatever talents I can, I can aid. And, and, uh, probably one of the things that keeps me the busiest is, uh, for the past five years, 
Uh, I've been part of uh, a member of the board of education for our local school district, and and I've been the the president of that school board for the last three years. And so, you know, those those things uh, plus the you know the rigors of daily rigors of a grocery store, you know, keep me fairly busy. David Weber, the Century Store in Saint Germain. Many thanks for joining us today. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, Brandon. Um, I'm 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 very happy to take part in this, and and uh, I thank you and the rest of the staff of the WGA. Uh, being located up in in northern Wisconsin, uh, you know, sometimes we're 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 a long distance from Madison, and uh, you know, knowing that we've got yourself and 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 Sarah and uh, Michelle and and Cheryl and the the rest of the great staff down there uh, looking out for for our best interest and the interests of of grocers across the state. Um, you know, in, in terms of legislation and, uh, and other things that, that impact us on a daily basis, it's, it's great to know that, that we've got you down there looking out for our best interest. Uh, I look forward to, um, you know, to the expo in October in Green Bay. Uh, it's always a pleasure to interact with you and the staff and, and other grocers, uh, you know, from, from across the state where we can, uh, you know, get together and, and, uh, share what's working and, uh, just other stories and and participate it's a it's a great thing and and i appreciate we appreciate everything you do for us and and thanks again for having me today well david thanks for being with us today and thanks to scott engstrom and joe e west of graphic knowledge and magnetic advertising thanks to our guest today david weber the third generation owner of the century store up in saint germain uh, we appreciate your support and uh, the support of the wj we're looking forward to your 75th anniversary i'll be up there to see you for that and we want to thank our sponsor zone mechanical north and to you the wga members for joining us today we look forward to uh having you join us for the next installment of the wga's grocer cast mm -hmm.